The law of the Lord is perfect, refreshing the soul. The statutes of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, giving joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord are radiant, giving light to the eyes. The fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. The decrees of the Lord are firm, and all of them are righteous. They are more precious than gold, than much pure gold. They are sweeter than honey, than honey from the honeycomb. By them your servant is warned, in keeping them there is great reward. Let us give thanks for God's law of love, inspiring and challenging our lives. Let us seek God's forgiveness for the wrong we have done and the good we have left undone. But who can discern their own errors? Forgive my hidden faults. Keep your servant also from willful sins. May they not rule over me. Then I will be blameless, innocent of great transgression. So may God forgive us and cleanse us. And let us seek God's guidance and help here and now. And so in the words of that final verse of the psalm, may these words of my mouth and this meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, Lord, my rock and my redeemer. And to you, the God of grace and glory, the God of truth and love, be all honour and glory and praise, now and forever. Amen. Today I want to take you to a special place. Our reading will take us, our gospel reading will take us to the great temple of Jerusalem and the pillars around me this morning here at Trinity Church remind me of what that temple might have been like and yet grander and larger covering uh, such a big area in the centre of Jerusalem. And so I want you to think about pillars, but also to hear of Jesus' protest at what was wrong in that special place. What is your special place? A place where Maybe you feel the presence of God in a, in a different way. There's almost a tingle of that sense of peace. That's a picture of Iona, the abbey in Iona. And if we have the next slide, it describes both the abbey on one side and then above the island itself, 
And I remember my week there with students. We went as a small group, traveling many different trains to get to Oban and then the ferry and then a coach across ferry and then a, 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 across um, Mull and then another ferry to that island. It's an extraordinary place. And Christians there have talked about it as a thin place, a place where heaven and earth almost touch. And that may be the island because it's a glorious island with, with white sand beaches and blue seas on a good day. It may be the abbey with all its history and its beauty. What is your special place? Well, for Jesus, we have the next slide. The hills of Galilee, the wilderness, the times he went up into the hills to pray to his father. Maybe that was his special place. But also, in a way, and the next slide shows us the temple, just a, a imaginary reconstruction, but it would have been a, a glorious awe-inspiring building amid such tiny houses that temple standing up on the hill in Jerusalem would have dominated a temple that was both the centre of the political life and the religious life of the Jewish nation an awe-inspiring place and special to Jesus. He had been taken there as a baby, presented, and Simeon had blessed him and spoken to his parents of the time ahead. He'd gone there with Mary and Joseph and the family as a boy, perhaps often, perhaps an annual visit. He'd talked about it as his father's house and had debated with the teachers there as a young boy. And he'd returned as a man perhaps several times. We have the next slide. In Mark and Matthew and Luke, just before his arrest, in that holy week, he comes and says, you've turned this house of prayer into a den of robbers and drives out all the, the money changers and the, the sellers. And in John, the gospel account we're hearing today, our next slide, he talks about my father's house turned into a market and drives out all the animals. Pillars and protests, special places and times of great frustration and anger at injustice or people's mistaken view of God. Jesus drew, drove out the animals because for him animal sacrifice was of no use. He was going to give his own life 
instead. What would you protest about? He's talking to Sylvia and John Marsh and recalling the days when Sylvia and Ruth and other members at Cause End joined in the Christians in CND, the campaign again for nuclear disarmament and how Sylvia and others went and joined the, the Greenham Common Women in protesting against those terrible weapons. We might agree or disagree about the place of nuclear deterrent, but what would you protest against? Young people are protesting at the way we have treated our planet and how we're not handing on the planet in a good state for generations to come. What would you protest 